0: twitter space show my name is barbacusi and i am with our fabulous fabulous community manager neil as your host for today hello neil
1: so hello guys i'm neil and thank you for being here in our twitter space for today so we hope you're gonna have a good day and be able to take away so many things about the topic for today so if you wouldn't mind um. please click the purple button on the lower right side of the Twitter space and then like, repeat, and share, or even comment on our Twitter space so that we will be able to invite more participants. Thank you. All right, all right. So
0: there has been an issue right now on going on Twitter space. So some of our speakers are having problems joining our space. So... It came after Elon Musk has this Twitter space yesterday and then now seems like there's a problem or a bug in the Twitter space. But yeah, uh, we can start. Oh, wait, there's a request. So I think we can start. Uh, Some of our speakers are already here, guys. All right. So uh, today we will be having a very timely year-end discussion about crypto and NFT in 2023. So we will be discussing about what's new and what are the new trends on crypto and NFT in 2023. Then as well as the plans of different top-notch NFT project founders who will be speaking with us today. So yeah, sit back guys and join us an informative day of great discussion, and we would greatly appreciate it if you will hit that like and retweet buttons at the bottom of your screen to share this interesting discussion that we will have to your Web3 friends, all right? So we'd like to welcome our guest speakers for today, all right? So we have here Tasks from Dow.
2: Hey guys, how's it going today? Good morning.
0: Good morning for me, at least. Yeah, GM, GM, bro. And Henry, the great, from Cybercom.
3: Yeah, GM as well. Uh, it's morning by me. Thanks for having me. Apologies. i uh got a sinus infection going on, but happy, happy to be here. Thank you.
0: All right, all right. So we have some other guests that says uh, they cannot come into the space at the moment, but they are trying to find a solution so i've suggested an emulator just in case so they will come in later but yeah, we can start already with our discussion all right so we have here uh henry and tasks as of the moment all right so we're here to discuss about uh crypto and nft in 2023 so yeah guys with that my question is we have observed a lot of changes actually between, you know, the approach in 2021 and in 2022, primarily in terms of the way NFT projects are being marketed and being accepted by Web3 people or buyers or investors, right? Then there are different trends and strategies in 2021 that we have observed that is no longer working in 2022. So with these things in mind, what do you think? would be the things that will be you know number one no longer applicable for 2023 and then some new trends that you observe in the space that you know we think that it will be happening more and we'll be seeing more this coming 2023
3: yeah um I guess I'll 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 jump in, why not? Um so I, I think some of what we're gonna start to well we're already seeing it. You know, the 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 free mint meta is is mostly over, uh although there are some that still exist. Um by the way, can you hear me okay or do I have like crazy feedback?
0: Yeah, it's all good, bro.
3: Okay, okay cool um so i I think you know we're seeing changes in how projects want to distribute their nfts to 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 new if you want to say uh, customers to their new community. you know we've gone through the the um, the whitelist meta, which still exists we've gone through an application meta um, which you still see a little bit of, but I'll be honest with you, I think people can find that to be a little bit frustrating. Um, Way back, you know, uh, shortly after gas wars, it was it was grinding for whitelists. Then it was, you know, a lot of communities raffling them. Um, and, and I think what we're seeing is that uh, there, there's probably always going to remain some faction of NFTs that will cater nothing to the DGENs, to people who who I mean, look, Trump. Um, uh I'm yeah. not saying that Trump's mint is a degen mint. I don't know what it is. I just know uh it it's it's number 1 right now I think on
0: OpenSea. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's all out in 12 hours, bro. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I bought a couple. Uh I bought a couple cuz I'm like hey, what the hell? It's uh it's historic to me. I'm like it's it's uh you know the first NFT by by a a former president. Uh and look what it's doing. So so all of that to say I think there's always people who are going to want to play in the um if you want to call it the super speculative side of of this uh, arena. So I think to that degree there's always just going to be weird little NFTs that do uh well. But I think what we're going to see more and more of, and, and as a um, as a project that's been around for a bit, we're seeing this a lot more on the Cyber Kong's end, is uh, more of the Web2 brands that really want to understand how to come in to the space in a in a way that we will accept them, but in a way that's going to provide utility. I think they're starting to catch on, uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to see in 23 how that continues to kind of... Um, manifest and how it continues to to evolve that that's 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 my take curious to hear
2: how task uh sees it yeah um let's see here obviously a lot of things have shifted and changed um on a variety of of platforms i mean looking at different blockchains right like ethereum and solana i'm just gonna give like a general consensus for them Uh, obviously there's, there's plenty of other chains out there that operate with NFTs, but in terms of like what, what I see on a regular basis, you know, I don't see AVAX, I don't see Polygon, I don't see, um, you know, near, I don't, I don't see too much Aptos, uh, although it did drop obviously this year. Um, but in terms of like general strategy and, and like the outlook of, of NFTs and things that have changed, uh, as of right now right? As of right now for like Solana and Ethereum. Um, I agree with the fact that the, the free mint meta, uh, has pretty much phased out. There's obviously always going to be, uh, free mints that do end up doing well because it's really dependent on the, the, I would call it like guerrilla marketing that, that a project does in terms of the the way that projects are launched. So I don't know if free meta or free mints are ever going to end up like fully going away. Um, but it's definitely shifted more towards people seeing free mints as something that will lose them money because it's untrustworthy. Uh, and they've definitely started looking more towards um, these projects that that are actually minting and they have some sort of backing um, that gives them credibility. Uh, I think after the FTX collapse, everybody knows that people are looking for things that are a little more secure, even when they're playing around in NFTs. Um, in that sense. So that's, that's definitely going to stay shifted. I don't think that's going to change for a little while. Um, Obviously with 2023, it's, it's, it's hard to predict, but um, you know, as, as the FTX collapse probably excelled a lot of things, it probably excelled how fast regulation is going to come too. I'm not going to say that regulation or anything like that is going to come in 2023, but you know, the outlook used to be three to five years and that's probably been accelerated um, because people are really wary of where they're putting their money in general right now, not just in NFTs but in crypto. Um, so it probably is going to come a lot faster than people think, uh, and people are going to have to dot their dot their p's and their i's and make sure that everything is squared away, especially if in the you know if you're in the United States operating a, a project or an entity that will be categorized as as something of a security uh, when regulation comes in. So. Uh, there are going to be a lot of changes uh, across the board to the landscape of how people are going to be able to operate in NFTs. Um, The changes are going to be gradual. I don't think it's going to be the swift thing. There's too many projects out there that launch uh, where it's going to be swift. I think even though regulation is coming uh, faster than before, because of everything with FTX, it's still going to be very hard to lock down everybody all at once because of the nature of NFTs and, and how they launch and, who's operating them and who is participating in it. And, you know, although it is all on blockchain and we're all, we're able to see it, it's, it's still, I mean, thousands of NFTs launch on these blockchains daily and even in this bear market, that's still happening. And in a bull market, it's going to be 10 X that. So it's, it's still going to be difficult to make sure that regulation is uh, as regulated as they probably want it to be. I don't know how else to put it. Um, But it will happen and it will happen faster. So things will change and things will change faster than before. And that's kind of my take on what it's going to look like in 2023. I think more projects are going to look towards individuals that know these rules and know what's going to happen. And they're going to start finding uh, what I would say job opportunities on these projects that actually are serious about sticking around so that they can make sure that they're ready for when this type of regulation does come into the space.
0: Great insights from you guys, so thank you for that. Uh, for me as well, I agree with uh, Henry, so I've observed a lot of you know web two brands coming in to web three. so I've seen also Instagram has been you know uh, onboarding already some audiences from web two to web three, particularly some major brands and also some influencers. so I'm thinking as for my end. As per my observation, so I'm thinking in 2023, we'll see more of this as well. You know, with Instagram, they there are a lot of uh, the strongest communities out there and major following with different brands and influencers. So I'm really excited as well with the onboarding of this Web2 people coming and more adoption to Web3 through these different things. So maybe in 2023, we'll also see every content creator, every brand, every influencer could be more into NFTs, right? So just like right now, the previous president, Donald Trump, just released his own NFT. I'm not really, you know, I'm not really expecting that from him. <laughs> you know, but yeah, a surprised test. Yeah, Neil, you were raising your hand.
1: I have a question because, you know, We've talked about what the bad, I mean, the, the bad things that may have probably happened in 2021 and 2022 bear seasons. And we all know that, I mean, some of us would agree that 2021 and 2022 bear market seasons were great or if not the greatest opportunities to to build your projects. We've seen a lot of projects founded and then developed and then launched during those times. and. Um, maybe 90 to 95 percent um, were not successful, but then my question would be, uh, what are the right things that we did and that we witnessed in 2021 and 2022 bear seasons that we could replicate or even duplicate in the years to come for the betterment of the NFT industry? So I want to hear your opinions because you know you've had projects that have survived, the bear season and even became successful. So I want to know what kind of strategies are you uh, willing to to bring in the future that you've learned in the past um, bear market seasons?
2: Oh, Henry, do you want to go first? Do you want me to just give a No, I, I, I was just going to say, why don't you go and then I'll follow up on you this time. All right, sounds good. Thanks. Um, okay. Things that we've done well, um, it's going to sound really cheesy, uh, but, you know, we were a project that, that specifically, so Ghost Kid minted for $3.50. It was like .009 uh, at the time in, in May uh, when we minted. And the thing that we did uh, well enough to where I would say over time we didn't have to exactly worry about making sure that we made it out to the other side when all this this stuff was, you know, overarching issues were happening was the fact that, and again, it's going to sound cheesy, but it's literally our community. Um, The way that our community was cultured uh, the way that our community was kind of built on, on being like a positive influence in the space and, and actually trying to build real tools and real connections and making sure that the community was taken care of and being transparent with them about the things that were, you know, that were going on. And obviously with an NFT project, when you're launching things, you want a little bit of mysterious, uh, you know, a little bit of mystery, a little bit of hype associated with it. But when when that's done, when that's over, being being transparent is is really important, and being able to provide um, actual tools uh, to your community alongside uh, what I consider fun. Uh, I think fun is very undervalued in NFT projects, and if if you can't sustain people having fun uh on your project it's hard to uh, it can be very hard to keep them around um so those those are some of the 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 main things that you would think are are very very uh easy to see uh but they are hard to uh emulate continuously when you are running a project uh because there are a lot of factors that you know there's issues that pop up um there's things that change there's there's team members that change there's uh community members that change but uh we were able to culture a community that uh had those you know boxes checked from the beginning uh which has really helped us sustain up until this point um even through you know the major the major ups and downs uh through this last year so that that's probably what I would say is is one of the reasons why we're able to still operate in the same capacity that we are is is simply because we have a community that trusts in in our word. Uh, and they keep coming back because we have a lot of fun in the things that we do uh, related to the project
3: yeah and to 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 piggyback a bit on on what you're saying, and you know you were talking about your the tools that you guys have built um let's be real like excuse me, uh I apologies, my voice is just uh not not in the greatest shape right this minute, but the reality is that uh, – I'll use Cyber Kongs as an example. So we, we've we been in existence for 19 months or so. March of 2021 is when we launched. Um, and the reality is that the majority of people do not care um, about innovation. The majority of people do not care about tools. The, the majority. By the way, uh, I, I think a lot of CyberKongs do. But there's a reason – um that tech isn't sexy right now. Uh if tech was sexy, Cyberkongs would be number one on mainnet. And I say that because uh I would assume most of you listening do not know that we have created um and this isn't a shill, this is just to, to kind of prove my point. Uh most people here are probably not familiar with the ERC 721X contract on mainnet, uh which shorthand is called the Guardian contract. That allows you to have an NFT uh, We're a gaming ecosystem, our voxelized um, NFT, is the most interoperable asset on mainnet. Uh, it's used in games, metaverses, etc. Et cetera. Um, you can have that in a hot wallet that is locked with a, 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 another wallet. Whether that other wallet is a hardware wallet or not, doesn't matter, but let's just say, you can have an NFT in a wallet, in a hot wallet, because when you're doing blockchain gaming, You don't want to have to approve every, I mean, literally every single transaction. Our game is called play and collect. If you were to play play and collect with a hardware wallet, it's obnoxious because literally every single transaction is like four pushes of a button on your treasure. And so this allows you to have that NFT in a hot wallet. But if that hot wallet is ever compromised, it can't ever be extracted. Uh, a secondary wallet is used to lock that asset, and only the secondary wallet can unlock that asset. So, in fact, it's two-factor authentication on chain. Imagine if Board Ape Yacht Club uh, had the ERC seven twenty one X, people wouldn't be losing apes um, or, or any high-value NFT for that matter, because even we, like for instance, we gave out uh, the seed phrase to a wallet that has five. VX Kongs in it. We did it um, not quite a year ago, but 10 months ago. And you can have that seed phrase. You can play with those VX Kongs. You can play our game with those Kongs, but you can't ever send them out of that wallet because they're locked. My point is that it isn't sexy. Even though it's revolutionary, it isn't sexy because what most people... (laughs) Yeah, people care about when price go up. So I think what we're going to find is eventually a change. I think eventually people are going to care about those types of things and they are going to care about the tools that Task mentioned. Um, But I think another part of it, which I don't really love to think about, but I do recognize it's probably part of our roadmap if we want mass adoption, is um, we're going to have to have more uh, custodial wallets Um, because I think the reality is that most people are just not going to be familiar with how to be able to operate within crypto in a safe way. And so I think that is going to play a a role in this, and I think that's something that um, we're going to see more and more of as time goes on. But I'll, I'll, I'll listen to what your remarks are on that.
0: Yeah, especially right now, right, Uh, for example, in crypto. So me and Neil, for example, we are both traders. Also, apart from NFT, we are also trading crypto. And then some of the exchanges that we are using are currently being scrutinized, like, for example, Binance. So as for me, just to safety my, you know, my coins, I put it in a custodial wallet. And I put it out of the exchanges. But then with NFTs, for example, it would be really good as well to have these custodial wallets as well. And yeah, that thing I've I've heard it before for cybercons. Is it's truly a revolutionary technology. And I agree if you said that you know you will be number one if that would be really sexy to all in terms of being hyped by the technology. So not everyone, I agree with that. And the good thing with the yeah, what I observed with the people in Web3 because of the bad things that's happening around the space for this year, for example, they have been more you know researching on things, not just degening in every project that they see in comparison to 2021. So, I think in 2023 as well, like Tas has mentioned, uh, more utilities should be. You know, for a project to succeed, they should have these utilities, nice tech, uh, nice promising uh, products. For example, not only the hype, because they will not survive by hype alone. So I'm thinking, since people will not be degenerating in every project that they see, they will look into these different projects through the contents, the products, the utilities that, and the value that the actual project gives to this space
2: can i add to that a tiny bit too i really do believe as well in the in the uh you know next year and i mean even thinking in 2024 that seems like years away in 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 the nft world but we're gonna run out of we're gonna run out of stuff to put on jpegs or people are gonna run out of stuff to put on jpegs uh you know everything's gonna be be taken um as as a project uh and in terms of like launching projects, then it's going to be a lot harder to make sure that your project is successful because there's already going to be somebody doing X, Y, Z. So as time goes on, you're going to run out of things uh, to build that people haven't built. You're going to run out of things to, you know, use as, as uh, an NFT or the face of your NFT, because people have already going to, you know, already have done it. And, and that's just going as years go on, that's just going to keep continuing and, and, you know that then you're pretty much the people that are being onboarded from you know that web2 sphere over here are then just going to have to choose uh you know the projects that are actually already out there rather than the ones that are launching so that's going to be an issue at some point as well i i believe
0: yeah true so in relation to that guys i have another question so this is my actual second question in relation to this topic that we are discussing so for example i am a project founder and i dreamed and i wanted to create something like a project to be launched on 2023 so yeah if i am that founder what do you think are the essential things that are the must-haves to become a successful project in the space like yours like for example in 2023 given the current condition etc so what are the things that my project should have in order to become successful in the space?
3: It's tough. <laughs> That's a tough one. It really is. Uh, because it's, it's like, it's easy. <laughs> Listen, it's really easy to tell you, well, you should have a really awesome community and you should have utility. Um, but you want to know something? You can have all of those things and you can still have nothing. Uh, because at the end of the day, there is this element of lightning in a bottle to have a successful project. And I'm amazed. I'm amazed at the amount of people that spend six months in this space, decide that they have it all figured out. They decide that like, oh, I got it. I've been working on, can I, sh-? do you know how many projects I get pitched on a daily basis? It's waned a little bit uh, in this bear, but the amount of people that are so confident to, uh, to come up with the art, uh, come up with this, in their mind, unique utility uh, have a dev thinking that they are about to launch the next Yuga Labs. By the way, like I know what I'm saying sounds probably a little bit harsh, but the reality is there's hundreds, thousands of these projects coming out that you never even have heard of and you never will hear of because the reality is it is a very, very small amount of projects that ever get the opportunity to get in front of the type of eyes that it takes to start to propel you. Now, of course, there's going to be things like, let's say goblins. Goblin Town, Freemint got up to eight ETH. Uh, by the way, Goblin, like I, I know their core team, they're cool people, they have things in the work, but they're a very, very, very small. They're the tip of that pyramid um, of projects that are able to pull that off. And so it isn't easy. So I tell people like, if you're doing this, make sure like, just make sure that if you're going to take people's money, if you're going to offer something, and if you're an ethical person, make sure that you are willing to commit your time to this, even if it doesn't go as planned. That, that, that's my advice to people right now. Um, like, of course, all of those things that I just said, I think you need to have those things, unless it's just going to be a hobby project. But if you think you have amazing utility, if you think you're going to form an amazing community or you have a community already, if you do not want to be known as a serial rugger or a rugger in, in, in general, which a lot of people – I think people underestimate the, the weight if you're an ethical person that that can have on your soul. If you launch something, you start getting funded by your community because now the project went under mint price, and then you have to start to make this decision of like, well, what do I do? How long can I give to this project without having the funds cont- to continue it? So I think you should have a very realistic conversation with yourself about how long can you stay committed to a project that may not come out of the gates the way that you think it will because let's be real. It is hard out there. It is, man, this is not even like a marathon. This is like a, a cross-continent race um, or trek. And so it isn't like 26.2 miles. It's like 3,500 uh, and you should just be prepared like it, it, it isn't always pretty. I mean, we're lucky on Cyber Kongs that we we've been relevant in the space and it's hard for us. Like legitimately, it's not easy for us. So I can only imagine how difficult it is for the person who is starting out right now. And I've seen a lot of people that just get disheartened because they thought they had something so amazing. And maybe they did. But it still takes getting in front of those eyes, having whether it's an influencer um, or, or, or a group of influencers or, uh, or a DAO or something that's really helping to propel you because otherwise, yeah, it's, it's tough. And I know that sounds super negative, and I don't mean to be crushing people's dreams. I also just think people should be realistic about what the market looks like right now and, and how difficult it is to, uh, to evolve and advance a project.
2: I don't think you were negative at all. I think that was, I mean, people need to hear that kind of stuff. Truly, yeah, that's like the
0: real reality. Yeah. Act. yeah, and also like Henry said, majority of the of the people right now are in for the money. <laughs> you know, like they're looking for the next Kong, next Ghost Kid Dao. So uh, it's really important, yeah, for me. And then also for some project founders, yeah, as you have mentioned. It's also really important to have these really, really good networks to begin with to propel your project further to your targets. And because, you know, it's reality. Uh, Any good product, even if you have the best product, as I mentioned in one of our podcasts with regards to community, so any good product can be a best product, but it's always beaten by, you know, other products who are best known so if your product is best but uh, it's not known it will not work
2: yeah. i agree with that eyes are everything getting eyes on your project is literally everything you can you can i mean it's we already said it you can have the best tools in the world and they're amazing but if nobody knows about them then they they matter they're they or they do not matter they don't matter at all it, it just doesn't matter so when you're launching a project or you're running a project, keeping consistent eyes on your project is something that's really important for uh, I would I would call it like a you know maturity of your project and and making that healthy uh, for the for the project in the future is making sure that you do have consistent eyes and you keep consistent eyes on your project um, you know from launch through the process of actually building out your project uh, in your vision. And it's not an easy thing to do. But it's a necessary thing to do if you actually want to be, you know, you want to come out on the other side. Yeah, and you know, there's a there's another side to
3: this too, which it it can be a double edged sword. Uh, we had influencers pumping Kongs um, because of passive income, because of our utility token, which drove our utility token up to an unsustainable point. Um, and so then, if you were to look at it on a chart you may think like, oh my gosh, what happened? What did they do? When the reality is we've done nothing but advance um, on our end, whether it's our game, technology, et cetera. But if you look at a chart, it tells a completely, in fact, it tells the opposite story. Uh, as with obviously so many projects in in uh, Web3 right now that if you look at a chart, they're, they're down. Um, getting the eyes on it can be it's it's this like t- to be successful is this perfect synergy like let let we're often not real about where we are in this space right now and we're often not real about why certain projects like let me ask this uh and by the way when i talk about other projects like i i, I cast no stones at them because i actually am i'm happy for any awareness within web3 that i consider to be positive so i'll use doodles as an example with a valuation of what was it, seven hundred fifty million dollars? Uh, on what? Like on what? Like let's be real. What has Doodles done? By the way, like I'm not saying that they aren't relevant. I'm not saying that they're a bad project. In fact, it's the opposite. They've been able to go out and they've been able to do a capital raise. But at the end of the day, um, it's nothing more than speculation and FOMO. It, it, that that is, what, it, that is what that is what that is. Now. You can argue that that's what anything, when it comes to uh, to the financial sector, is right. Like you could argue that's what the stock market is as well. Um, but the reality is, we're not in a meta right now that's actually based in. I say reality. This is probably going to get some like eyes rolling, but it, it just isn't. What uh, it isn't yet. But I think the longer we go, and the longer projects uh, are able to, you know, keep running towards the direction that they're trying to go, then I think we're gonna have this metamorphosis where like the, the other side of it looks a little bit better. But I just feel like right now, there are some legitimate projects. Um, I look at like projects like Ether Orcs, uh, Ether Orcs, um, even Furbals. Those are projects a lot of people probably aren't even familiar with. They've got incredible devs. They've got great communities. They have cool tokenomics. There's a lot of things that don't even They just don't get in front of the right people to take off, but they've got some really cool core objectives and really, uh, really quality core teams. So personally, I'm really looking forward to like when we get to that point where it's really good projects that are starting to rise to the top. Uh, And of course, exactly to to Tasks point, like, yeah, you gotta get eyes on you, but but sometimes those eyes can drive um, price action, that then all of a sudden the community is flooding you because you can't keep up on it so it's it's weird but but make no mistake you would much rather have those eyes on you driving that price action that's a much better problem to have than to have the other side of it which is like oh there hasn't been a sale in uh 25 days and we're down 99 percent. so like i recognize that side of it too uh but i do very much look forward to like when we're in a little bit more of a stable time when it's like oh i understand why that project is doing really well because here are all of the things they've done and here are all the partnerships they have and here's all the utility that a holder gets out of those partnerships that they have i think we eventually get there we're just we're just not there yet
2: yeah people always are gonna have a tough time jumping in and (laughs) i guess doing their own research right uh they do have trouble doing that now I hopefully that changes I, I do think it's it, it is very much tied to the wave of education that hopefully comes with the content creation here in the future um because people just jump in they just they just jump and they see it they fumble and they jump in and it's true uh and and doing something like um you know getting the the right way to put it <laughs> the support of influencers is definitely something that's not organic um, although it does put eyes on your project, you have to have a, if you're going to do that, you have to have a mix. It has to be a mix of, of organic and inorganic, uh, if you actually want to put a sustainable stamp on your project for the future. So I completely agree with that. Um, it's something that we, uh, as ghost kid, cause we had an all time high of, of like 28 Solana and we launched in May of this year. Uh, we're currently sitting at like 11, I believe it's pretty close to 11, Um, we've had, we've had ups and downs, uh, but we had a major pump, uh, because we launched at a good time when literally nothing else was happening. We were able to put ourselves in front of everybody's eyes, uh, and we pumped and we didn't pay a single influencer. We didn't pay a single influencer to do it, but influencers sure were jumping in because it was the only thing that was going on at the time. Uh, so we had a very, what I would consider like an inorganic pump to our all time high. And then we, we crashed very, very hard. And then. Uh, continued to make sure that we provided actual value to the community across the board and built the tools that we have and and continued to be in front of everybody's eyes consistently with with the way that we do things Uh, and we've definitely been slowly churning towards uh, a healthy level now um, to continue to go towards you know the all-time high I think the goal is to be sustainable at an all-time high uh, when you're looking at a project and Uh, It's not an easy thing to do because, like you said, uh, you can definitely pump and then fizzle out and people just get overwhelmed with the FUD, uh, overwhelmed with actually delivering what they promised on. And luckily, we had a formula where we had, uh, you know, the community backing us um, consistently. We had uh, the team on the front end working uh, and very, very good at making sure that the community was taken care of well you know, the devs were, were taking care of the back end uh, at the same time. Um, it's not an easy formula to, to kind of craft, but if you can do it, it is something sustainable uh, as long as you're consistent. If you're consistent with it, it's sustainable. If you're not, then, you know, if, if one pillar falters, then the rest of them falter too. It's just, it's just how it works. So uh, one thing that worked very well for us is making uh, our platform gamified. Um, without a gamified platform, I do believe that it would have been more difficult to keep people interested, uh, but we were able to do that. We were able to have it more, uh, you know, the gamification of things definitely does help with making sure that people stick around. So uh, the more uh, projects are able to do something like that related to to their, uh, you know, roadmap or their plan for the project, I believe will will help also keep consistent eyes on them as well.
3: Yeah, great point man. You know, one other thing I was just going to add into the mix uh is I think the other thing that's going to help projects um uh, be sustainable is these web2 partnerships that are going to be forged in the coming years. Uh I think projects have to find a way to be able to not just be able to talk about those as uh something that the project, you know, something that just benefits the project. Uh they've got to be able to find ways to be able to deliver that value back to holders and that i i don't think that we've really seen a lot of that yet um it's coming we've seen it in small maybe small batches you could argue artifact um uh nike although then i was hearing like artifact nike artifact holders that had uh like the shoe nft then still had to pay for the shoes so like to me I, I i i wouldn't have thought it would have gone that way. I don't know if they ended up changing that, but I think that these these partnerships have to benefit holders. Otherwise, like as a holder, it's cool to see, it's cool to hear about um, Azuki with Formula One. Like it's cool to have Azuki represented on a Formula One car, like it's super cool. But as a holder, once once the FOMO is out of it, right? Then you're like, well, what, what does that do for me? It's brand awareness, right? It's, it's brand awareness, but like I feel like we have to have direct value somehow getting back to holders for those things to matter a, a little bit more than they than they do
2: now yeah i agree, I with that. I agree. yeah oh, go, ahead. go ahead
0: go ahead go ahead yeah it's okay
2: oh i th- i was just gonna put the point out there too like here's here's a perfect example of something ghost kid did that is 100 brand awareness but did nothing other than brand awareness for the project and although uh we weren't the ones that ended up um you know, getting that getting that partnership. But Ghost Kid was actually uh, on a NASCAR uh, during uh, one of the races this year, along with another project in the uh Solana sphere called Radcats, um, which was really cool. They hooked that up. Uh, we didn't we didn't do anything in terms of like getting it hooked up. They Radcats did everything for us, but like the transition of actually uh, you know that brand awareness into something tangible, it's, it really isn't there. It really isn't, that's, that's just a fact. And luckily we didn't really have to do any excessive planning or work for it. Uh, the reason they put us on there alongside them is because they use our utility suite that we have um, for their project. So they we have it white labeled for their project uh, and, and we were on the back of a NASCAR, which was, yeah, I mean, it was sick, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people thought it was really, really cool that nft car spun out uh and we got probably the most airtime on tv uh that we'll get next year which was pretty cool uh but like what does that actually transition into you know so henry i think that's a really really good
0: point yeah i agree so there should always be you know uh for projects to become more attractive to more people Yeah, we should continue adding value always back to our community in every way that we can. Uh, With that being said, so I am down to my last question, I guess. So with regards to those things that we have discussed, right, with relation to 2023, then how can projects become successful in 2023, what are the things to keep in mind? uh as for you and your projects so as key opinion leaders and founders of the projects so do you mind to share what are your plans you know the concrete plans or activities that you are planning to do for this coming 2023 for let's say cyberkong and ghost Dao.
2: sure henry i can go first um yeah so so we have a we have our roadmap um, we do think it's a little bit of a unique roadmap. Uh, if you click on my profile and you click Ghost Kid Dow you go to the link tree, you go to the website, and you can look at the roadmap. It's a it's a three D interactive roadmap that we usually update between two and four days based on what we're currently building um, for the project. So you can kind of take a look at that. There, literally everything that we have planned, I would say, from this date. Uh, We have about three to six months of uh, things that we have planned across the board on the roadmap right now that we're going to be able to deliver in 2023. Obviously, beyond that, we will still have plans, but right now we're looking to just execute on what we already have planned. Uh, And you can infer and see any of the utility in that roadmap. Um, Although there's supposed to be mystery around it, it's supposed to be, uh, you know, a little bit, less transparent than some people might like but it's it's kind of like that hype aspect that that you have to make sure that people are still interested in the project and want to continuously operate within the project and and once the utility comes out we're completely transparent with with what it's going to be as an example uh there's plenty of projects out there that have tried to do uh what you would consider a launch pad right like there's a lot of these launch pad projects that came out this last year um and we have something that's going to be coming out called the incubator Now the incubator all it is is it is a launch pad but what it is is uh for example if you mint off of our quote-unquote launch pad or the incubator uh what we're looking for as a 10k collection as an example 3k would be minted in our native token which is boo and then the other 7k would be minted in solana and what that does is Uh, You're curated directly through our community. We hold your hand through the whole process and you get access to our utilities for free, right? If you launch with us and we're only looking to do that for one to two projects a month. We're not gonna be launching all of these projects all the time, they're gonna be completely vetted. Uh, They're gonna gonna be as vetted as we possibly can make it uh, so that we're launching true projects that wanna stick around and then are given our tool across the board uh, when they launch. So that's just one thing that we have planned um, you know, we just came out with with our season, what we consider our game on our gamified platform, uh, for uh, you know, our community, which you can kind of look into. It's our Boonties platform. You can check it out if you want. Um, you know, if, if you don't own any Salon NFTs and and you can't uh, purchase a Ghost Kit at current value or current valuation, you can always go over and buy like a GMer's NFT. Or Radcat's NFT. Currently, they are they are lower than Ghost Kid, and you can go and then participate in the bounty's platform because they use our platform uh, for their uh, for their tools. So, um, you know, in the future, we do have plenty of plans, and we are looking to execute uh, across the board um, with these with these plans. Uh, I, I can't really. You know, give too much away, uh, but everything that we have planned is on that roadmaps that you can look at right now. You just have to infer it yourself.
3: I gotta say, dude, it's, it's really fun hearing other ecosystems. Yeah, obviously, like when you're on the core team, you're 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 really caught up in your own ecosystem, so you you just don't get the same. Up, op- I always say like it's like a bunker, and occasionally you get to peek your head out and like uh, see what's going on in the rest of the. Um, rest of the web 3 world so it's just fun here and like names that I've not heard of before and but but with with using what's available to, to best uh, broadcast the message you're trying to broadcast so it sound, sounds cool I was actually watching your uh, your your ghost city uh, video there on on your Twitter page while you were talking um, yeah, so Cyber Kongs, uh can't get too much into it. I just recorded a uh two hour podcast with our lead dev and uh our founder, Mio, where all three of us are on the Council of Kongs, uh where we do talk a bit about what's what's coming next. We'll be uh releasing that um in the next day or two. Um we've got like a um we've got some cool things coming. We're 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 We've been in this process of evolving from a NFT project to more of a brand, uh, which maybe sounds like super cliche, but that's the reality of what we're doing. Um we're 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 trying to broadcast our message, our our interoperability uh, as far as we can. And it's it's we've had some really cool um we've been approached by some really cool like, let's just say like web two uh, uh, brands that are, are looking to do some cool things. So uh, a lot on the map uh, in our gaming sector um, coming in 2023. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to say that people are going to have to listen to the podcast because if I dropped it on the spaces, I, I think Coco, uh, who's one of our uh, uh, guys on the council, Big Axie Whale, he might he might kill me. But uh, lots coming. We're, <laughs> we're working super hard. Like, honestly, if you're not if you're not making progress in the bear it's the only time you can build like it's too neurotic during a bull market to be building there's just too much coming at you uh collab requests etc bear is when like your head is down um and as task said that's like when it, it, that's when you're building and so while we would love for everybody to to be able to come out of this bear sooner than later without a doubt I'm also personally like happy that like, okay, well, we, we're not going to squander this and we haven't been squandering it. I'm really looking forward to like, uh, rolling out some of the things that we've been working on, but, but stay tuned. You can check us out, uh, on the cyber Kongs. That's with a Z at the end, uh, cyber Kongs, uh, on our Twitter page. Um, and, uh, we, our website's being rebuilt right now. It's been going on for eight, nine months. It's going to be really, really cool. Once it, uh, once it's finished, but, um, yeah that's uh i know that was super vague but uh in the next like couple days we'll we'll have a lot more out there
0: yeah so thank you for those guys uh i suggest guys you check out their profiles and their podcasts for example for cybercons to know more information so the you can see some alpha information there in their podcast so i suggest you go there and check guys so that's all that i have as my question so we are opening now the space to some questions from our release listeners so anyone you can send in your request to our guest speakers don't be shy guys it's your chance (laughs)
3: But usually when nobody has questions, uh, that means you you did such a good job as the host that everyone's like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know what to ask anymore, man. You did such a good job clarifying everything. Uh, We got nothing.
0: So there's a question from Lightning Kid. Let's all right. Lightning Kid, you're on the floor. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Lightning Kid, you can speak now.
3: A- NFT community. Uh, I I feel like you're a really long time here in NFT community. So I-, I think you already have this project. And the question is,
1: what do you think is the best project you did and you're proud of having? For me, thinking that you already been too long here and having some projects that has been collab with some artist or anyone
3: and why would you be so proud of it that's my question thank you okay was the question uh what are we most proud of or is the question who would we be most proud to collaborate with uh what is you're most proud of like okay yeah 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 uh task I'll, i'm gonna go first on this if you don't mind uh, just because i've i've got mine ready to go um so uh part of cyber cons um par- part of who we are is we're uh we're we're giving we have a very giving community uh whether that's information from our ogs etc uh but but as a project so keep in mind like our project minted for 0.01 ethereum and then those nfts bred our second collection so we didn't bring any money in other than secondary royalties which were only two and a half percent and then our third collection was um like our first like fundraise let's say but still a two and a half percent royalty we donated uh, a little over 1.5 million dollars to virunga national park uh which is in the congo uh and we did that um to help them with their conservation efforts. Uh, Virunga National Park has some of the Silverback Apes. They're uh, a partner of ours. They actually use that money uh, to build uh, some some mining rigs. They actually have um, crypto mining servers on on the park, um, which are actually powered by a hydroelectric dam that they build. So picture this, like we gave them money. They have a hydroelectric dam that powers their crypto mining uh, servers. And right now that park is closed because of all of the gang fighting and the civil wars that are happening in the area. So they're actually using the money uh, from their mining rigs um, to be able to support the park, the employees, the rangers, etc., at a time where they're not open to tourism. So, uh, and in a sustainable way because it's being powered by this hydroelectric uh, dam, which also powers the, the village where they are. So uh, hands down, our relationship with varunga is is like our our most proud uh, partnership and and and
2: thing that we've done. Oh, that's really cool. I think that's a fantastic partnership. I love that kind of stuff, honestly. Um gosh, yeah. best partnership. Best partnership. Man, my I know my favorite partnership, um if anyone has ever heard of Spatial.io, Spatial.io is is essentially a metaverse that operates on Solana. Uh, that's partnered with Phantom Wallet and Magic Eden, and uh, you know the the major the major brands you would you would think of when when you think about Solana. Um, they just came out with a huge update. They're partnered with Unity as well, which is really really cool. There's a lot more tools that you can use directly on their metaverse now to customize your rooms and so on and so forth. Uh, I really do. Uh, love what they've been doing they've been operating since like 2016 trying to build out this metaverse uh, there's been a lot of progress across the board on it and we were the first solana project to partner with them so I hold a very near and dear place in my heart for spatial.io. I think that they're in the future gonna be a very big metaverse for Solana in general. There's a lot of different things that you can do on there. It's really easy to upload, you know, your artwork and your NFTs. There's there's it's really easy to upload all those links. You can go straight from the art piece on the wall to the links that you have there. Um you can you can completely customize your entire room. And I think they did a really good job with all of that. So Spatial, honestly, has been one of our partners from very early on in our existence of our project in, here in 2022. Uh, and I'm, I'm shouting them out because I think what they're doing is really, really awesome. And, and, and they're going to be a big player in the metaverse sphere uh, in the future. So definitely them.
0: All right. All right. So thank you for those answers to the question. So any more questions, guys? So the floor is open to these questions to our special guests so take these guys as an opportunity to learn in case you are a new guy in web3 or you're a project founder you need to learn from our successful project founders All right, so Neil, how about you? Do you have any more questions to our guests? Okay, so if that's the case, so yeah, I would like to thank you, Sask and Henry. Alright, so it's a shame that some of our guests were unable to come here today because of the issue on Twitter Spaces. They have been sending me messages that, oh, bro, I cannot come into your space because of the unable to join the space issue with Twitter Space right now. Oh, wait, I'm seeing some requests here. Alright, so it's shish. Yeah, go ahead,
1: Shish.
0: Yeah, go ahead. We can hear you, bro. Yeah, sure. welcome to the
1: speak. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. So my question is for uh, you guys: like, uh, how how being a successful uh, uh, project right now? So how did you guys do your uh, initial marketing, and do you think that it will still work for the upcoming years?
2: I think we talked a little bit about this earlier uh, at the very beginning, but so we were, we were a Stealth Mint. We were very, very much close to a free mint. Uh, Henry said that um, himself as well was like a 0.1, 0.1 Mint. Uh, So both of us were very, very low, um, which can allow you to, to kind of gather a different type of audience. Uh, I think in the future, smaller mints uh, will still be successful, but it literally is the same process. It's all about who is looking at it at the time and how you are actually marketing towards the, the audience uh, that might be interested in your project. So sure, uh, I think projects will be able to do the same thing that, that we did specifically like Ghost Kid did if they do it the right way and have the right eyes on them. But that formula is not an easy thing to recreate um but it's not impossible it's not impossible but you do have to put in like i mean with any project especially pre-launch and even post-launch uh you have to put in you know 15 18 20 hours a day uh and a lot of that is very much centered around marketing at first to make sure that you're actually uh adhering to an audience that's out there so Yeah, I
3: totally agree with you, Task. Uh, it, we launched for 0.01, um, and I personally do not think, uh, also on an Open sea contract. So I think by our, by today's standards, I don't think the way we did it would work. Um, we did migrate off that contract, but it, it the meta is different uh, uh, than it was when when we launched in March of 21, uh, but exactly to Task's point, like having uh, the right eyes on. Is just if you're thinking of launching a project, just wait, wait until you have the right people behind it, uh, supporting it to help launch it because, uh, you, you there, it's like you get one shot at it. You really do. It's really hard to come back from a, when I say a failed mint, let's be real, a, a, a successful mint in this, uh, uh, in this space is selling out. So, um, if you don't feel confident that that's going to happen, wait, there's, there's no rush. Uh, and, and let's be real much easier to launch in a bull than a bear. It just is. So, um, yeah, that, 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 would be my take on it.
0: All right. So we have another question from Harold Kron. So I already assigned you as a speaker, bro. You can feel free to ask your question now.
4: Harold. Um, Yeah, hi. Um, I think my question was... uh, uh, Can everybody get me? I'm not sure. Hello.
0: Yeah, we can Can
4: hear you. Go ahead. uh, I I think my question was already asked or goes along that line. I was wondering what the steps are to creating one's own cryptocurrency from the from, from from the base, basically, like, from starting up from scratch. Uh, That for the cryptocurrency and also I was wondering uh, what the process would look like if you're an artist and you're trying to design your own NFT and market it to your to your own public, what would the steps be? Um, I'm aware that this question might have been asked already or have been answered already. I'm sorry if I'm late to the space and actually just now. Thank you. You know, I th- I think creating a
3: like a, a if if you're talking um, like a ERC twenty token, um, like an actual like let's say, like we have a utility token called Banana. Uh, that's our ERC twenty token. Um, it's <laughs> it's it's probably more than what this space could allow. Um, it, and to be honest with you, that's our 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 dev side i'm not a dev um and so i don't want to mislead you but it's a smart contract uh, uh which i'm sure you already know that um i so so that's a that's a question specifically for a a dev to get the, the right answer on uh i think you asked did you ask about marketing budget was that the
4: other part to what you were saying harold yes all, everything that goes with creating uh, uh, yeah yeah,
3: yeah, really difficult, right? Cuz you have some stuff uh marketing budgets can probably vary uh depending on how organic uh you know, do you lots of variables. If you're somebody with no pre-existing community, um then you're you you know, tasked with saying you're putting 18, 20-hour days into this. Uh, if you have no community, um it's a, it's a it's a it's tougher sledding as we might say because you need to kind of form a community you need to get it in front of people's eyes uh some of that is hosting spaces some of that is um you know getting your word out to alpha groups to collab managers but you got to be a hell of a salesman uh because you know i'll use kongs as an example uh we get hit up by a lot of collabs wanting to whitelist kongs and we have an entire team that goes through each of those collabs to to decide whether or not we're going to offer them to our community as do any alpha groups realistically uh because you want to try to make sure that you're you're bringing quality to the table um and to me there has to be something different like uh granted i'm not on that team but i get called into them uh like let's say if 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 there is a a question on something especially if they want to have us do a twitter spaces with them um but it it's it it needs to be different it's got to be different it can't just be like hey i have a project we have a token we're gonna have a cool game uh if it if there is going to be a cool game there needs, it, it either needs to be developed, you either need to be able to show it or show who's backing it. Um, because there's a lot of people that are all trying to do the exact same type of thing. And then you have things like Meme Land, you know, where Meme Land already, you know, 9gag already had uh, a community up and running uh, and look at the success that they've had without even launching yet. So that's why there's like two totally different sides of, of, of of, this, of the spectrum because it depends like, are you starting with nothing? Or are you starting with like, look, look at meme land with nine gag, or are you like somewhere in between? And I think depending on where you are kind of dictates where where you need to start. And honestly, uh, my DMs are always open. So feel free if you have a, a, a question. Um, I'm, I, I always do the best I can to try to uh, answer in, in DMs if you do have a specific question. Yours goes a little bit deeper because it's broad.
2: And I'm not even going to oh, add to it too much. I think Henry pretty much encompassed it. And I'm not a dev either, so I'm not going to be able to attest to, you know, creating your own cryptocurrency or anything like that. Um, have I looked at it and tried to be a dev? Absolutely. Um, it's just not in the cards for me. Uh, but in terms of, you know, the marketing and the way that it is, I mean, you you look at some of the major launches on Solana. Um, that people people know about and they know about it for months and that is not easy to keep up uh as an example i look at like claynosaurs claynosaurs was a ten soul mint uh that team worked for like eight months straight uh and a lot of it was marketing like literally what they worked on was marketing i don't even think that they built any major tools yet for for anything related to their community, it literally was eight months of pure marketing, and they did a very good job. They they sold out pretty quickly uh, in this bear market, and it wouldn't have happened if they weren't able to uh, get the type of partnerships that they have um, currently with with what they're doing. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to attest to it or go into it because you know I don't. I'm not going to be the best one to know about everything that clean of is doing, but you know, they were very successful because of the way that they marketed their project. Um, which what it boils down to is consistency. If you're not consistent with the marketing, like you, you let's say you have like a three to four month plan. Uh, and in one of those months you just falter and decide that you're going to, you know, be building a little bit rather than focusing on marketing uh, <laughs> your project. People are going to leave. It's just a fact. People are going to leave. They're not going to keep paying attention if you're not continuously marketing it uh, pre-launch. It's just a fact. Marketing is literally everything at first. You You can have nothing and have the best marketing, and you will still do better than someone that has everything and had very little marketing. It's just how it works in the space currently.
0: All right. So I hope that answers your question, Harold. So just in case you have more questions, you can just feel free to ask our speakers or DM them. Right. So thank you for those questions. So do you have any more questions before we end our session,
1: guys? Yeah, I have another question. So I heard a while ago that one of you has a gamified platform. Was it uh, goes down or was it? Uh, yeah, with us. Okay, so uh, my question would be, how would you think um having a gamified project or you know even the play to earn games in in 2023 or in the future be able to to keep up with um just NFT projects? How would you uh, how do you think it will uh it will fare in the 2023?
2: Well, I think play to earn is like a whole different whole different story play to earn has uh, historically been very difficult to to uh, find some level of like sustainability that actually gives value back to the project now our our utility suite is more focused around the fact uh, of like you're interacting from our platform on socials and you are then rewarded for that interaction right so it's a little bit different it is a gamified platform and I think the whole <clears throat> the whole pitch of having a gamified platform, not only is it um, a lot more fun for people rather than just you know you going in and, and clicking one button and being done. Uh, I think that that uh, keeping that fun aspect, it's it's very undervalued. Um, you know if if you want people to continuously interact with your project, there's more than a few ways that that you can try and do it. But I think one of the best ways is making it fun. So I do think game more gamification is is going to end up doing well. I can't really attest to like play to earn. I think play to earn, like I said, historically has just always struggled a little bit. Um, but in terms of like a gamified platform, I do believe that it, it will have a leg up in the future because it is, it's better at keeping eyes on the project because it's actually fun to interact with.
0: Yeah, it's something like engage to earn, right? Yeah, that's know.
2: pretty much that's pretty much what it is in a way. Uh, we call it raid to earn, but it is really engage to earn off of the social platform. And that's just that's just like one aspect of the platform, right? Like we have other things associated that are tools that are available on the platform for use. Um, you know, your general staking, your raffles, so on and so forth. Uh, you know, if you're interested, you can go to Bounties and take a look at it. But yeah, it it it's more so gamified. We have a leaderboard. It's 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 the whole jazz, right? Um, it's all about kind of uh you know minor competition uh mixed with uh you know healthy positive camaraderie uh that allows people to stay interacting with it uh they have fun with it it's it's just how it works in my in my personal opinion if it's not fun people don't want to interact with it it's the same even going back to education if it's not fun people don't want to interact with it and that that's just the business model that we've been able that we've pushed and it's worked thus far and we think it's still going to be successful next year
0: It sounds really cool. So, yeah, uh, any more other questions, guys? All right, so I'm not seeing any more requests here, guys. So, thank you so much, Task and Henry, for being our guests today. It was a really, really insightful and interesting discussion with you guys.
2: Yeah, no problem yeah, thanks, thanks for, for
3: having us. oh Appreciate yeah it. likewise the good 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 panel good discussion thanks for uh thanks for
0: having us as well yeah thank you thank you so yeah guys uh hopefully you have learned a lot today and definitely this is not our first space with regards to different topics about crypto in general so yeah this is our perfect year ender that i believe a nice discussion with what could have what could be in 2023 and then what this blue chip successful projects are planning to do in 2023 yeah so thank you everyone for coming today and i hope you have a nice day and for for others yeah if it's not daytime at your end it's not morning time or afternoon yeah good evening and good night thank you thank
1: you (laughs) Thank you guys, thank you for coming in.